Hey, how's it going? It's Colin Williams. Welcome to the Colin Williams Show. Another week. It's the 13th of March, 2021. You believe it? We've been in this pandemic for over a year now. We've been in this for a fucking year. It's kind of hard to imagine life without it. It's like a a mole or a wart that develops on your skin. You just learn to live with it. Still, I can't... I can't understand the mentality of half the people in this country. Carrying on like children. It's like, you know, half of us got on board with wearing a fucking mask. Like, we get it. Just put your mask on when you go inside or when you need people. It's a polite thing to do. But there's other half of people that are just a bunch of grown fucking children about the whole situation. The same people who don't want to put a fucking mask on and the same people who, you know, don't want you to have an abortion. You ever notice that, how ugly those fucking people are? How ugly... The people that don't want to wear a fucking mask, like the people who don't want to wear a mask could benefit from wearing a fucking mask. Are you really telling me that you're weaker than a bunch of furries and cosplayers? I mean, cosplayers and furries wear masks for fucking fun. Are you saying you're weaker than them? Just those kids, that fucking face mask burning ceremony in fucking Idaho. Just when I saw that footage, I was, you know, the sadistic mind of mine went to thinking... What if those kids, you know, a couple of them got real close to the fire when they threw those masks in. Imagine if their face caught on fire and then they ended up looking like the elephant man. And they had to talk with like a brief for the chief. It's like, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Don't laugh at me. I got my face burned because I burnt masks because I didn't want to wear a mask. Just, just leave me alone. It's not my fault. My parents are fucking idiots. <sighs> It's been a year. Wear a fucking mask. It's not a. It's not your heel to die on. Die on wearing a fucking mask. Just wear a fucking mask because you're an ugly cunt, and because I don't want your ugly breathing all over me and infecting me. Just shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to have to have this. I don't want to have to express this. It's almost like pointless. Just wear a fucking mask, mate. Anyway, moving along in all things the pandemic and the current state of the world. I got banned from fucking Facebook for 30 days. I can't believe it. <laughs> I, I I think someone actually reported me because it took a couple of days for the, the warning to come up. Normally when I say something and it's the algorithm, it will say it straight away. A friend posted that they got a license to carry in Utah. And, you know, I generally said, oh, what do you do that for, mate? To protect yourself against those nasty, those nasty Mormons, lol, uh-huh, not knowing that you can get a license to carry in other states and it, it's actually reciprocated in other states and the reason why people do that is because it's easier to get a license to carry in one state and then it's reciprocated in another even though it might be harder to get that license to carry in some state. And at that point, I don't fucking understand what's the point of having individual state laws. Why not just have a federal mandate? I mean, I guess that wouldn't make sense, so I guess it's not for America. But yeah, I guess there was a Mormon on uh, on my friend's feed, so they reported me. They don't have a fucking sense of humor. <laughs> you, you can't fight it. You can't express yourself. People think everything is hate speech. Like, like they're trying to ban 
Eminem for something he said in a Rihanna song. They don't understand the difference between art and a real person. They don't know who Eminem is a fucking person. It's like, like I can't understand it if you've never listened to an Eminem song or don't know shit about it and then you suddenly hear a song and he says something hateful about women or something homophobic and you think, yo, what's this motherfucker talking about? <laughs> Isn't your next thing to then go back and look at who is Eminem as opposed to just going, nah, we've got to ban it. It's problematic. We've got to ban it. It's like, no, actually Eminem is very successful and very good at what he does. Oh, okay, I understand. He plays a character. Eminem is not Marshall Matters. He's a completely different person. It's a character. Oh, okay, I'll move on and I'll go do something else. Nah, not possible. It's not possible. I got a report and I got to I got to die on this hill and I'm going to I'm going to go red in the face and stop breathing until you fucking saw it out and you and you make the internet less fucking mean. Are you really using all your time in the pandemic to just go and change the shape of the world and kill anything that has a little bit of color to it, a little bit of character, anything with a little bit of flavor, anything's a little bit, you know? I mean, if that's where we are, I think we should all just start listening to Alex Jones. That cunt knows what he's talking about. Like, seriously. Imagine that. I've been, I've been reported for hate speech one, two, three, four five times on Facebook and now we've got a 30-day ban. Like, what the fuck? I can't... What was the first one? Show me... Show me what happened. Restriction history. First one was the 19th of April, 2020. We understand that mistakes happened so we didn't restrict your account. Your post didn't spoil Oh, okay, so the first post was I shared an article and it said, oh, my fuck, white people just stop. And it's a picture of this dickhead in traffic with a camo hat holding up a sign out. He's saying all jobs are essential. And that was during White House advisor calls COVID-19 protesters the Bonday Rosa Parks. And the next ban is April 20, 2020, the next day, on something I can't see what on. But my comment was, dumb crackers. Dumb crackers. Okay. Cool. Dumb crackers. Next one. I got fucking eight months without getting banned. Next one was December 9, 2020. What did I get posted for on there? Not that. What did I say? They deleted the post. Okay. I guess they're just going after me on that one. And then what's the next one? February 5th. Your comment goes against... Oh, yeah, that was the... <laughs> People were saying that Christians applauding the capital attack. And I said, fuck God, fuck Christians, hail Satan. Right on brand, you know. Really right on brand. I got banned for seven days for that one. And yeah, now I got hit with a 30-day ban for saying... You, you see there's a, there's a theme here. Obviously, I'm problematic that I, that I, um, I have prejudice towards white people that believe in God. 
were religious folks and um hate speech towards Christians is not warranted and that I should recognize my problematic behavior and I do and I do see my problematic behavior. I mean, people have free speech and freedom of religion because religion never hurt anybody. It's just people's beliefs, worshiping God and trying to do good things for their community, including everybody in their church. Everyone, like, you know, all churches treat everyone, race, color, sex, denomination, whatever, as equals. Everybody gets a, pay, a fair share. And, you know, that, like, and they make sure that all children are safe and looked after and we don't harm children because children are the most important thing in this world that we need to look after and make sure that they're raised with a level sense of the world and then, you know, they're not afraid to express themselves, whether that be creatively, sexually or, you know, whatever. So, like... It is problematic that I have an issue towards uh, all Christians, uh, you know, and religious denominations and that I have a problem. And I'm sorry, but go fuck yourself. (laughs) Fuck God. Fuck Christians. Hail Satan. Two horns for you. We'll be right back. So I had one of those weeks where I was just running around the northeast, uh, just back and forth. What I do? I went went to Westfield, Massachusetts, come back to Boston, then went out to Johnstown, New York, Johnstown down to New Jersey, New Jersey, and I took what well, did I take that load from New Jersey? I took that New Jersey up to Portland in Maine. Then I wheeled myself out to Rumford, got a load of paper, took that load of paper back down to Pennsylvania, and then I got a load of paint around the corner from where I dropped that paper off and went back. I did a couple of drops because I went to heap of Home Depots and it was, you know, that was my week. So it was one of those weeks um, where you spend a lot of time thinking inwardly about the world and just observing. Like I had a couple of, I had a couple of hours here and there where I forgot that I was driving. And that's always problematic, isn't it? When you drive for so long, you just get that thousand yard stare and you go into autopilot mode. Thankfully, it was most of the time that happened, it was going through Connecticut. So all in all, it's a pretty good week if I don't remember driving up 95 or 91 through Connecticut at all. And oh. Already know what's going on next week. They're sending me on down to fucking North Carolina. So, you know, it's smooth sailing. But uh, the only bit of road rage I got this week was a fucking motorcyclist coming up 95 into Rhode Island. It was, you know, coming up to Providence. Um, I was out in the right lane going around another truck and this motorcyclist come around me and gave me the finger and shook his head at me and took off like a fucking idiot. And 
it just got me thinking about it. It's it's always it's always fantastic when it doesn't matter what mode of transport you're on. Like nine times out of ten, you think you're the most important person on the fucking road. Like I've been a cyclist long enough to the point where I think that my position on the road is fundamental and that I'm saving the environment and it's all about me. So you should give me the respect that I deserve because like I'm totally saving the environment. But as soon as I started thinking that Lycra was a, was a feasible option and maybe something that I should add to my outfit, I went and bought a fucking car. I don't know what, I don't know what, overcame me to have a sudden change but it was like a sign it's time to go get a car i think that's i think that i think that's where you lose it if you go from just being a cyclist that uses that commute and then you start putting lycra and those aerodynamic helmets on and the glasses that wrap the wraparound sunglasses i think you're done like you're not fucking lance armstrong no one gives a shit no one cares how much you spent on your fucking bicycle and no one cares that you're riding. Just get the fuck out of the way. Everybody else has a motorized vehicle. It's the 21st fucking century. Like, I, I, I don't know what he was... Sh- like, I don't know what that motorcyclist was shaking his head at. Give me the finger for Like, I have... Like, I saw him come from a mile away because it was dark and he has bright fucking lights. I know, maybe he just didn't like the look of me. So of all that time, I got I got to thinking about, you know, because every job gets fucking boring. You get over it, right? And it gets to the point where, oh, when's it going to be time to move on and maybe go and do something else or move to the next company? And I was just, you know, I was thinking about, like, you've had a lot of fucking jobs, mate. Like, you've got the, this fucking noble crusade of, bullshit that i've been through and the jobs i've had to support that the list is long and i've only i've only been fired twice the rest of the jobs i've decided to quit and pack it in and go and do something else and like the 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 two jobs i got fired from is i got fired from a, a job as an apprentice chef just because i didn't have the dexterity skills keep up with the pace of the kitchen uh like i kept i kept on cutting myself and fucking orders up and i was just you know no one had time to train me properly um and i really wanted that job i really tried i really wanted to be a chef when i was going through that i really wanted to be a chef like i was inspired by like heston bloom and neil perry uh jamie oliver like back in the day Gordon Ramsay, of course, and like you know, it wasn't until much later that I was in. I was inspired by Bourdain, but I really wanted to be a chef, and I tried. Like I, I, in the space of six months, I had three different chefing jobs. The first one didn't work out because the head chef was only a couple of years older than me, so I quit that because he was a cockhead. The second one was just a line cook job, and they were abusing me. And, you know, overworking me, underpaying me, making me work extreme hours, doing it all by myself. And that was probably the one I should have stayed in. I probably shouldn't have quit that. I probably should have stayed in that job and just done it. But 
I was a fucking dickhead. Uh, still am a dickhead. But yeah, I should have um, stayed with that job. But then I went to this job, then I went to this, after I quit that one, I went to a job at a restaurant that I really liked. Like it was a high class, it was a high class restaurant. It was pub food, but it wasn't like just slapping on a plate, throw it out, deep fry stuff. It was actually trying to be like mid-level food. It was, you know, Australia has a different style of mid-level food than the US does. And I really liked the head chef there. I can't remember his last I can't remember his last name, but his name was Hadley and he was South African and he was trained he was trained in the UK and France and he came to Australia and for some reason he ended up being head chef in fucking Wagga at Romano's. If anybody from Australia is listening to us, they know where that is. Um and he was really cool. Like and and he took, you know, he he did take the time to tell me um, to slow down and really focus on what I'm doing. But then he got another job offer. He got a job offer uh, somewhere in Queensland and left. And then I got stuck with the, the head chef that took over was just a drunk old bitch and... She was not nice. She was a nasty person and she didn't have time for me. And they all thought I was, you know, the thing is like, you know, I grew up with epilepsy, right? So I had like this dexterity issue. But what I liked in dexterity, I always made up for an enthusiasm and always trying to make the situation right. If something fucked up, I didn't walk away from it, I would fix it, you know? But this bitch just didn't have time for me. And they all thought I was a stoner. Like, I didn't even start smoking weed until I was 25. And when I was trying to be a chef, I was, like, fucking 19. I was really trying. Like, my goal was to be a – to get my apprenticeship in Wagga, then move to Melbourne and work in the casino uh, because Crown Casino was, like, the most prestigious area because you always had these resident chefs that come through. So you had Neil Perry – Jamie Oliver had a restaurant there at one point. Gordon Ramsay had a had a restaurant there at one point. I'm pretty sure Friyan was gonna have one there. Like it was it was a goal. I was gonna be a chef and I was gonna dedicate my life to it. But it just like when I got fired from that job, it just it just broke uh my enthusiasm for wanting to be a fucking chef because it was the third job I've been through and I saw like, oh well, maybe it's a sign. Maybe it's not for me, but I fucking love the the culinary school side of that. That was fucking awesome. That was like I learned so fucking much that I still use today. Like it's it's really given me a life set of skills. So I'm happy for that part. But like I like there's still that. Not now that I'm older, would I ever go back to it? Because it's just it's a rough lifestyle, and you have to be molded as a person into that job. To do it, it's kind of, you know, old dog, new trick sort of thing. It's like there's stuff that you have to put up as a low-level chef that you have to be that I just can't put up with now that I'm older. But I really, I really like that job. I like I really I don't think I'd be doing this podcast right fucking now 
if I had kept that job and gone other places. I don't think I would be in the U. I would. I don't know where I would fucking be, but I definitely would be uh, a qualified, experienced chef by now. But the other job I got fired from was a trucking job that both me and my father, we work for the same company. And this is a story you don't go work for friends because friends become enemies in the workplace because it's really hard to separate that whole hierarchy of who's the boss and who isn't the boss. But it was like this weird scenario. I think like, what was it? Like the woman that started a company with this guy used to be dad's girlfriend. And then she uh she asked dad to come work for him when they bought a truck and they bought dad a truck and they bought me a truck. Cause I had just gotten my license in Australia. I think I was like 22, 23. I just I just met Lisa. So that's like nearly 10 years ago. Um But yeah, this like some people like are just born to be a trucker, right? Like you 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 born to have the skill you're born to do the job and other people have to work into it and other people have to really adapt and learn how to be a trucker but some people like me who were born in a semi just know what to do and i think that rubbed this dude wrong the guy that my you know this woman that used to date dad he just didn't like me because I was just, you know, I could just, I was competent. I could go and do the job and I didn't have any of the hassles and maybe he thought that, oh, well, maybe he's doing something wrong because he never exhibits any, you know, any need for help. He doesn't ask for help. He just does the job. So, like, you know, that they started picking on me for, like, paperwork issues, like things that don't really matter. Like, I'd fill it out one way and they wanted me to fill it the other way, so I'd fill it out that way and then, they go, oh, no, you got to do it that way. So I kept on following orders, but, like, one day it just got, like, you know, they they're just riding me for shit that's unfucking necessary So I called him a fat cunt, told him to fuck off and just let me do the fucking job. And then she ran with, oh, you can't fucking talk to you. You can't fucking talk to him like that. You can't fucking do that. I was like, oh, you can fuck too. Just let me do the fucking job. Just let me do the fucking job. I know what I'm doing. Have I delivered it on time? Have I missed anything? Like. Just fuck off and let me do the job. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, I come home at the end of that week and they 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 hand me a check for four grand and they get the guy that actually ended up stitching them up because they had a guy. But the reason why they started is that this guy thought he was going to make a fucking water into hydrogen engine and put it in our trucks. And we're going to be a trucking company with water, water hydrogen plant power on our trucks. But he, dude, that, they, that's another fucking story. That guy fucking took all their money and fucked them over. But, you know, they gave me four grand to fuck off. Which at the time I was like, yeah, okay, no fucking worries. I'll go get another fucking job. Like I had, a couple of companies that were hitting me up about coming to work for him anyway. So I was like, cool, I'll take that four grand, put it in the bank, have a month off and go work somewhere else. And then shortly after that, dad left the company too. We both went, there was a, me and my father have worked together a fair bit. Like 
we worked a couple of different companies while we were in Australia. Whether if I found the job first or he found the job, but we've always worked together. Did, my father is now working with my uh, younger brother. They both work at the same company. Um, with that sidetracking a bit, but yeah, I left that job going, okay, cool. I'm fire me. You gave me, you fire me, you gave me four grand. Cool. I'm 20 fucking two. You give me fucking four grand. And I basically, rent's covered, everything's good, cool. I can go party for a month and then go back to it. Uh, and then, like every other job thereafter, like I like, can think of, I've always quit. I've always gone, fuck this, I've had enough, or these people are cunts, or I can find something better than this. Like I love nothing more than quitting a job in spectacular fucking fashion. It's like I worked at this um, dairy processing plant. I think I was like, how old was I? If I was like 22, 23 was in Melbourne. So like it's somewhere between being a chef and driving trucks. Anyway, I think it was like maybe 2010, maybe end of 2009, 2010. It, It has to be. It has to be about that. But this job was fucking easy it was 20 bucks an hour it was working in the cool room at a dairy processing plant like all i did was picked orders to go on the back of trucks because this milk was sort out like the, literally the milk that was made at this plant was like the best milk in the fucking country and you think i'm like oh yeah our milk's the best no 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 riverina fresh milk is the best fucking milk in australia like there are there was a fucking coffee exhibition in Boston two years ago and they imported Riverina Fresh to this coffee exhibition all the way from Australia because the milk is the best frothy milk in the world. It is made for lattes and cappuccinos. It is really good milk. But anyway... The job was a piece of piss. It was just pick, you pick, you get a picture, you pick the order, you put it together. The empty milk crates come back, you put them in, you get them cleaned, and it goes through the line again. But there was this guy there that's much older than me, like twenty years older, and he all he had an issue with the way I did the job. Like I, I, I produced the same results as he did, but like we sort of all shared the duties. And it didn't really affect the way that he would do it. He just didn't like that I did it the same way. And like, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, you know, I'm always the sort of person, you tell me what you want me to fucking do. And I go, yep, okay, get away and let you have your say. Off you go. And I'll just go back to what I was doing anyway, because if it's fundamentally wrong and there's a fr- if there's a reason for it, I'll change it. But if there isn't, go fuck yourself. Let me do the job. We here to all get paid to do the same thing. Just because I do it a little different doesn't mean the end of the world. So one day he just comes out and he sees that I'm not doing exactly the way he does it and he gets his fucking panties as a fucking bunch and just comes, I'm going to fucking snap your neck, you little fucking cunt, if you don't do the job the way you meant to fuck that I told you to fucking do it. It's like, mate, you're not my fucking boss. He's like, oh, all right, that's it. And he fucking runs off to the supervisor. And bitches about it to the supervisor, and I get wheeled into the office and basically explain myself. 
And then he got all oh, righto. Well, you got to say sorry to Craig. You got to say sorry to him. And I'm like, no, I'm not fucking saying sorry to him. Well, you got to say sorry to him. I was like, nah, nah, get fucked. I quit. And I fucking just left the job because they wanted to take seniority on him when this guy was just a fucking idiot. And my thing was like, hey, he just threatened to snap my fucking neck. Like, leave me the fuck alone, but don't go around saying fucking shit like that and then expect me to not fucking act on it. You you don't just talk shit unnecessarily about towards me. So I fucking, you know, I took my fucking uniform off there and the fucking employee driveway fucking left it there, drove home half fucking naked, and then he got dressed and went down the police station and fucking reported this guy. And fucking three days later, he lost his job, and then inside of three days, they lost two fucking employees. Um, because they had to, they had to terminate him. Like, otherwise, they were going to get in trouble as a fucking company. So you know, I win. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I was right when I was younger. I mean, I know I was a cunt. There's a reason why I'm a fucking loner now, and not many people. From the past, give a fuck what I fucking do. But you know what? It's all fucking experience. It's all in the fucking can. I've been around. Like, you know, what I'm saying is I've been around. So when you ban me from fucking Facebook because of supposed fucking hate speech, I don't really give a fuck. Like, I don't really care. I'll go somewhere else. I'll go hang out in fucking parlor. Oh, I guess parlor's gone, but like, you can't. You can't fucking do that. But yeah, anyway. Uh, there's something important I've been asked to talk about by a listener. They've asked me what the correct etiquette for using and maintaining a piss jug is, in my opinion. This is very important stuff, guys. This is very important stuff. First off, you need a wide mouth bottle. You know, something that will fit your dick in so piss doesn't go everywhere. If you're if you're a trick, I guess you just piss on a towel or something. I, I don't I don't know. I'm only going by what as a dude, what you do with a piss jug. So you need a wide mouth bottle so your dick will fit in there, right? And second of all, you don't throw out a bottle full of piss. That's fucking gross because that's gonna go in a garbage can or go in a compactor and it'll burst everywhere. You pour that piss out, then you throw the bottle away empty, or you reuse it, but don't reuse it for more than a week because that's just fucking nasty. That's gross. That's disgusting. You gotta clean it out each time. But don't use it, don't use the same thing for more than a fucking week, because that's just fucking rank. Now, now that's all cleared up, right? Yeah, like it's it's pretty simple. Just a wide mouth bottle, empty it out. Don't throw it out full of piss. You don't want piss going everywhere in the garbage compactor. That just makes disgusting garbage juice. Pour it out, pour it down the drain, and clean it. And don't hold on to it for too fucking long. Um, now that that's all cleared up. You know, if you see a Coke bottle full of fucking piss, that somebody has a really small cock. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. 
fucking piece jug etiquette. Now, I want to try something new this week. Um, over here at the Con Williams Show, we spend a lot of time holding your Amazon packages, toilet paper, basic grocery needs across the fucking country. And because of that, we see a lot of stupid shit. So I figure people in the same position also see a lot of shit. Uh, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to try, like, I'm going to invite people to send in their snapshots of bumper stickers that they fucking see in traffic or community across America. And maybe we'll try having a bumper sticker of the week nomination and I'll read them out. I'll read them out to you and maybe rant about them and try, try and decipher what they mean because like all, got, all good bumper stickers leave you asking fucking questions. In my opinion, they, like a good bumper sticker has a question, and you go, well, "What the fuck does that mean?" So, well, for instance, this week's, uh, I'll go with what I saw was an NRA NRA bumper sticker that said "Stand and Fight," and I don't entirely understand what that means. Obviously, like, uh, I get it. You've got a fucking gun. Um, but what do you mean stand and fucking fight? Like, it, it doesn't make fucking, it doesn't make fucking sense to me. Like, anyway, like, I, I never get people with NRA stickers. Like, we get it. You do have a fucking gun. Great. But isn't it like a over glaringly obvious statistic that most people with guns kill themselves in gun accidents rather than actually using them to defend themselves because they've just got like gun brain. It's on their fucking mind the whole fucking time. Oh, I've got that gun, that gun. Oh yeah. I should take my gun out and clean. I'm going to sit here and sit here with a beer and watch, watch Fox news and clean my gun at the same fucking time. You know, put it back together, assemble it and understand. Ooh, the gun's nice and oily. And they're like, bam, you've shot your neighbor's dog, cat, and or kid. And what do you mean it was an accident? It was an accident. I thought you bend over. You're in jail now, mate. Like, what happened to the stand and fight? <laughs> I mean, you're a fucking kid killer now. You've killed someone's kid. Now you've got to stand and fight for your life. For, you know, in jail every fucking day, otherwise you're going to get fucking molested. Don't let you know. Keep your back to the fucking wall, mate. Stand and fight. Yeah, so... If you've got a fucking nomination for Bumper Sticker of the Week, take a, take a snapshot and tag me in it at underscore Con Williams on either Instagram or Twitter, and use the hashtag uh, the Con Williams Show bumper sticker or bumper sticker of the week. I haven't really thought about a fucking hashtag, but just tag me in it and maybe I'll read it out. Maybe there's like, you know, I want to see how many people actually listen to this fucking podcast because I can see that a few people listen to it, but I want to know who you are and what part of the world you come from. So do hit me up. Uh, what do we got out here? We got about like 
30, uh, 35 minutes. That's a fucking fair crack. What have I got? Uh, what else have I got on the fucking docket this week? Oh, yeah, I guess like a band of the week, maybe. Do a band of the week. There is a band that I found um, that I've listened to, and they've got there's some that come out. It's on Spotify. Um, I'm going to fuck up how you spell it. Just let me look it up. Um, it's Anoruck. I think like it's a German, it's a German pronunciation. So it's like A double N O R double A Q. And their album titles Mother Load. Um I actually find it quite fucking good. It's a their new music, it's a two beast, they're from Germany. And they respond to messages. So if you do like their stuff, go and tell them that you like stuff. Like hit them up on Instagram, they will respond to you. Um, and here's, here's the thing about people that do creative things. So people, people do like hearing from their listeners and hearing from their fans. It, you know, it's good. It's good to know that someone's enjoying what you put out. So like, don't ever feel weird about hitting someone up and telling them that you enjoy what they do. Just don't make it fucking awkward and try and have conversations with them. Or like get upset if they don't respond. But nine times out of ten, you're gonna get it. Oh, that's awesome, and a little bit of back and forth, and then on you go. And you know, you know that they know that you like it, and they know that you like it, and they'll keep putting stuff out. So yeah, on that note, this has been the Con Williams Show. I am Con Williams. Be safe. Wear your fucking seatbelt.